chat with me. Come on and talk to me. I really want to know what you think. I want to hear your truth. I want to see what you see. Come on and talk to me. Pick your lovely teeth in this neighborhood shade. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Sorry about the few issues we had to kind of reboot and start over. Um, For all the people on Android, y'all know where to go. Y'all go to the Discord, go to the Green Tea Room. That's where all the Android users are at, Um, the iPhone users. (laughs) Yes, I've crossed over to the other side. Um, Y'all can sit here and, you know, chat in this chat. But I have my Discord pulled up as well so I can see what the Android users are saying. Um. So I wanted to just kind of talk to you guys about just everything that's been going on. Umber, can you mute your phone real quick? Because there's a bunch of background static. Okay, thank you. So it's been a lot. Like this documentary was a lot to unpack. And I just wanted to thank everybody, you know, who just really helped. So I kind of want to explain everything because I see there's some people, of course, in their feelings, honey. Um about why they don't have access to the documentary, where is it at? I'm not promoting it as something for everybody to go watch or, you know, y'all go join this or, you you know, that's not what I'm doing. I've made the documentary for people who are already paid members, either through Discord, through YouTube or through Patreon. These are people who support me wholeheartedly month after month. Everybody's not in the Discord, but some people just support just to support. They support me on Patreon. They support me on YouTube memberships just to show my channel love because I get so many things demonetized on my channel. So that's why I wasn't promoting it or saying where to go watch it. It was for people who are already in those spaces. You know what I'm saying? And so when I post things on my Instagram, even though that's public for everybody to see, you have to understand that sometimes when I post stuff on Discord, people miss it because as soon as I make an announcement, everybody comes running to the room. They're, po- they're posting gifts and memes. So a lot of the announcements get missed by people. So I always post things on Instagram. So that way people on these different platforms understand when we're having meetings, when, you know, things are going to be available for them. So it wasn't like I'm purposely trying to leave people out, but I'm purposely making stuff for people who, who genuinely support my channel. And I'm not going to apologize for that because this was a lot of work to put this together. and. When everything first broke, it was like, it was just a struggle, like trying to stay focused on the wedding, but then seeing just all the symbolism and all the crazy stuff. And I remember while I was getting ready for the wedding, I started like going, I was in the, in the celebrity chat room on the discord and I'm watching videos and I'm conversating with like pink nail polish and a few other people. And she's posting stuff about Travis Scott and his beef with security. And literally, as we're watching it, videos are being made private. Like, while, while we're in the middle of the videos, things are getting pulled down. Things are being private. As soon as people are posting links, you go to click it, it's gone. So at that point, I just made an announcement. I, and I added everyone. I said, look, I'm dealing with this wedding situation. I want to focus on that. But there's so much stuff that needs to be unpacked with this astral world. Whatever y'all see, please download it to your phones re-upload it to Discord, email it to me, DM it to me. Um, If you don't know how to download stuff, just screen record it. And people went crazy. Like people just started sending me 
everything because they were trying to literally wipe they were trying to wipe all this stuff off the internet. A lot of these videos you can't even find because as soon as people were uploading, you'd go, they'd be gone. So, you know, we were just, I had everybody. I was like, just please collect all the info. I'll sort through it. I'll figure it out. Just, you know, get the info for me because I can't do two things at once and I can't be dealing with this dark stuff and I, you know, and I'm celebrating my cousin's wedding. So I just want to thank everybody from Umbertone to the members of the Discord, to people even on Instagram in my DMs that were sending me so much information. Even Rich Lux, honey, he he was sending me, you know, videos and stuff that he had acquired. I'm like, okay, damn, look at you trying to be woke. <laughs> you know, so it was a lot of people that was just sending me stuff, sending me stuff. And it was a lot, you know, because just researching, just because somebody sends you something, you still have to understand you still have to be able to tell a story and understand what's going on and what you're watching. So once I got back that Monday, for eight hours, I just sat here in my office and combed through this stuff, combed through every single video, listening to every scream, every cry, watching people just trample each other. So by the time I did that Zoom meeting later on on Monday, I was like, men like you could tell like I wasn't like my regular you know, clowny, jolly stuff. Like I was like low key, like traumatized because of all the stuff I had seen. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I said, but y'all got to understand there's so much stuff that I've been giving. Cause at that point I wasn't even done with going through all the information. I was only maybe like four hours in. I didn't go to bed till about one o'clock that morning. And then when I was posting the stuff about the demons, like where you could physically see demons walking on the screen, like that scared the hell out of me because I'm watching that at one o'clock. And so it was just a lot. So I just thank you guys for being patient. Thank you, Miss Ronaldo, for um, the prayer that you led for everybody that night because I needed that prayer because it was so much deep stuff, you know? And so I really just appreciate just all the love and support. So when I got the editing, I started the editing Tuesday after I did all the research to one o'clock in the morning, Monday. And you know, I want to put it into chapters so that way people could easily digest it. I didn't want you to just be hit. And I wanted to break it up where if you needed a break or you need to come back because it was so much information, you would know that you left off on chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, et cetera. But um, I can say for, for me being an editor, this was like, it was just low-key comforting to be able to do this because I haven't been I have not had the freedom to create in in so long because YouTube does not allow you so I need y'all to understand I'm not going to be posting videos like this on YouTube for me it's not about the clicks and views I rather get the information to the people who want it and who want to receive it I don't care about the views I could have posted on YouTube and got probably hundreds and thousands of views it wasn't about that YouTube is to the point now where they censor so much and I just wanted the freedom to really express everything that was in my mind, everything that I saw. And I wanted to put it in a visual form for everybody to easily digest it. And I couldn't have did that with YouTube because they'd have been copywriting the music. They'd have been copywriting the graphics. Um, you know, I wanted to show clips from uh, the, the Pale Man. I wanted to show movie clips and, and not have my stuff taken down. I wanted to play the music. I wanted to make all the connections with the Squid Game and not have my stuff copywritten, you know, and taken down and demonetized and all that stuff. So for me, this was the easiest way to do it. 
I kind of got scared because it got so long. And I, I literally could have went another hour because I also had screenshots, massive amounts of screenshots of conversations that people were having on Reddit, on Instagram, on Snapchat, where people were saying things in comment sections and people would screenshot it, send it to me. So that could have been like a whole nother hour just showing the screenshots. But I'm like, nobody's going to want to read that for an hour. So I narrowed it down to the most important parts and the most important connections, which was in those three hours. And um, and I was nervous because it was so long, but my mods and everybody was like, no, just keep going. Just keep going. I bet you it's not even going to feel like three hours. So when I got the feedback from people, it made me feel so good that people were just able to sit and watch it and not even realize that it was three hours. I remember uh, Papa Color was like, I have to go back and look. She's like, I can't believe that was a three hour video. Cause she's like, by the time it got done, I was like, I wanted more. And people were like, I have ADHD and I can't even sit still for 20 minutes. So the fact that you did that for three hours and I sat glued, that's what I wanted. I wanted you guys to not focus on the time, but focus on the information and understand the severity of the situation. Because like I said, this is way bigger than Travis Scott. Um, it shocked me how many kids were saying, even in, in the videos, that they didn't believe in God, but they called on God that night. We are fighting a spiritual battle, you know, and I've been saying this for a while, and I know I, I'm like the resident lunatic of YouTube, unfortunately. It's what people have pointed me as. They've shadow banned my channel. But it's very interesting how a lot of the things that not just me, but so many of us have been feeling and have been saying, we're now seeing it. We're seeing it manifest. You know, and it's it's frightening. It's frightening the things that's going on. And and think about even how I feel because before I left for the wedding, I told people in Houston, I said, be careful going out. Remember, that was my last podcast, my last news show. I said, people in Texas, people in Houston, be careful going out because y'all's 911 services are going to voicemail. Remember that? Yeah, I was like, you guys are going to voicemail when you call 911. So just be mindful of what's going on. Recognition. I talked about this on my live stream a few weeks ago about how they're no longer answering 911 calls in a lot of cities. It's happened in places like Atlanta. And now they're talking about it because it happened in Houston where somebody, I believe they died from a heart attack when their family members went to call 911. People are getting 911 recordings, basically saying 911 cannot answer right now. It's just really disturbing. Hopefully, they'll be able to find a happy medium. But in the meantime, just be aware, you know, when it comes to these emergency situations, you may have to be the one to step up. And, and drive. so it was just weird. Like, that was like my last video. And then when I find out that all this stuff is happening in Houston and people couldn't call 911 and... You know, there was no connections. It, it's just crazy. It's it's mind blown. So thank you guys once again, like I stated, for the support. Um, Umbertone, you can go ahead and unmute your microphone. I wanted you to come on here, sis. Um, <laughs> so once again, thank you for like a lot of the clips and the things that you sent me. I know we talked off and on during this mm -hmm. process, like, you know, bouncing things off of each other like do you see this did you peep the hellhounds did you right. peep this imagery so i really appreciate it because it was a lot going on in my mind 
Definitely was. And I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your um, life just to put that together for us, just to piece it together. Chronolo- what is the word? Just chronologically. You know, <laughs> yes, dang. Oh my goodness, I couldn't get it. Yes, that. Just to put it together for us. For people who didn't know, for people who did know, and, you know, for people who didn't see everything that was roaming around, because it was so much information, but it was good. It was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it definitely was. And I wanted you to speak on the young man. Um, If you guys remember, the, the young man that first came out with everything, that's what first gave me chills when I woke up that morning. Because yeah. Kenya was like one of the first ones. She hit me up at like 8 o'clock in the morning. I, and mind you, I just got in from the club at 4 a.m. And Kenya's like, wake up. Look at all the stuff that happened to Asteroid. <laughs> and she's sending me videos and clips. And I'm just like, wait, what? Right. You know, but the young man who came out and was like, you know, this was just so demonic. And I really looked up to Travis. <laughs> um, you said he's had a whole spiritual awakening. Because remember, his name was Diablo. Uh, right right it was okay so he explained that like when everything happened and he did the live it was a bunch of comments you know people saying this saying that and one of the main things was okay you're saying all of this you seeing demons you hearing screams all of that but you're you got diablo on your name and that's spanish mm-hmm. for devil right so right after he did that viral clip he was posting a few things and then he said he was going to go live to explain everything that he's seen. So he said that he came up with Diablo Santiago because his favorite car was a Lamborghini Diablo Mm -hmm. and he wanted something to rhyme with Diablo. So he chose Santiago and then took out the S and then put the X and then he was, well, he went live, but it didn't say he like went live twice and right. they were each the first one I still I still have it recorded it's 36 minutes and then the second one is like 44 minutes to 45 but it's just like a bunch of people coming on you know asking him questions when he was just trying to get people who were there to you right. know back him up and people who had missing loved ones or people who had people who died he wanted to share their information their GoFundMes and everything so the first live um he's talking about how it was the first concert he ever went to and that's so unfortunate because you know concerts normally when somebody goes to a concert and come back they're like oh i freaking love that person the show was so good mm-hmm. the scenery the stage lights everything but he was shook to the core when he got back to that car yeah he, he, he and, saw the devil that night he wasn't lying when he said that yeah. they, they went down yeah. to hell. And I know you said since then he's changed his name. And every time now that he's trying to speak about mm-hmm. spiritual stuff and God, those live streams are not staying up. Right. They're not saving. They're crashing. They're not. You know, so the, so only like said, one, mm-hmm. the only ones that are up there was, I think, like the third or fourth one he did with a Hispanic dude. And then there's another one up there he did with a Hispanic lady like two days ago, I want to say a day or two ago. Those were the only ones. But like when he was first going live, like the first live and the second one, he kept trying to swipe his phone, trying to add people, um, trying to end it and try to start again because it was it was so awkward because it was long pauses of silence and him just tapping on his phone. Um, mm-hmm. His phone would just shut off on its own 
And he come back and be like, oh, y'all, I had to go charge my phone. I had to do this and do that because it just cut off on its own. I didn't mean it. It's just weird stuff happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, you know, when you're dealing with that type of energy, it's, it's a lot, you know, and it was a lot of things going on. And even watching the video, like I was saying, when we had the discord meeting, um, when we look at the Mm -hmm. Bible version of how they describe hell, right? They're in a pit of fire and they're burning and they're screaming, help me, help me. I can't breathe. And you know, and their hands are frailing. There were certain parts of that video where it looked like the living embodiment of hell. When you're hearing grown men shrieking like children, I couldn't either because it was like, it was clear. He was like but six rows behind people. And he still had his hand reached out for somebody to grab him. He was like, with everything in his throat, bro, right here, right here, bro, come yeah. on. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then to find out when the the one, I don't know if you saw the news with the white boy that was talking, how he's saying every four minutes, you're just getting pushed through the water. You know, it's like a water, a sea of people. Yes, you're just getting pushed. Yes. He said every four minutes, it was a different face. But what creeped me out is he said that wherever you positioned your arms is how your arms were stuck. So if they, you had your arms yes. above your head trying to breathe, it stayed up there. And then if your arms Shut were down on. below by the sides, it stayed there. So imagine if you're an artist and you're looking in the crowd, you're right. thinking that all these people are waving their arms, right? Because it's like a sea, it's a motion. No, no, Wave you your arms out. in the hair, just wave like you just don't care. Right, Fine. but these people are not voluntarily waving their arms. Their arms are stuck there because they're packaged in, and then they're waving because of the wave of the people. Tell me that's not energy. Right. Mm. Child. It was just so much. He said before he even got there, it was like he had a feeling of anxiety. And that his friends had stopped to eat before they had went into, you know, the event and everything. And he could not swallow anything. Like, he could chew and do what he needed to do. But he found it weird that he couldn't swallow his food. And he just didn't know why. He was feeling angst. And he couldn't let his throat, you know, do what it do. And he was like, at that moment, he didn't know what was going on. Nothing had happened. He hasn't even gone to the event, ain't seen nothing, ain't, you know, experienced anything. So he was wondering why he was feeling like that even before. And then at the pre-show, that's that's how he was able to do what he did when the time came for Travis to perform, when he sat on the rail near the back of the VIP. Because in the pre-show, he felt like how he was getting pushed and squished mm-hmm. a little, but it wasn't as bad as it was in the nighttime because in the day is the pre-show and you know, mm-hmm. they had rides and other vendor stuff out there. So everybody was um, doing that. As Travis has started to perform, he sat on the rail right where like the barricade where you could get out just in case, you know, if something had happened to him because he seen that it was a whole bunch of people there. And he mm-hmm. didn't want to get smushed. And w- in that picture that I sent you, he's a small statured dude. Yeah, he's so, very you know, small. Yeah. Yes. If he had gotten caught up in that, who knows where he'd be? Who knows, you know, if he would have lived to tell his story about mm-hmm. everything that, you know, went on at the concert. And that's happened to him personally. This dude right. can barely fall asleep without hearing the screams. And... Yeah seeing the images that he saw of people at the concert yelling for help, dead bodies packed on top of each other. 
black, blue, yellow. Just you can see people not have life in them. He has mm-hmm. to sleep in the bed with his older sister. And even mm-hmm. then, he's laying awake, mm-hmm. petrified. He'll go in yeah. and out sleep. It's, it's just like, I don't, PTSD is the term for it. Every time yeah. he closes his eyes, he hears the concert, he hears the music, the people, he sees the lights and everything. I'm like, oh my goodness, this poor boy. And he had someone come up to his house and take a picture of his license plate. And I'm like, mm. okay, what, first, what reason would there be to come up to his house and do that? Who was that? how they know where he lived, you know? Right. And his um, peoples was in the kitchen cooking with the oven and everything. And it all oh, yeah, and then they had a, a started a fire. Yes. And yeah. And I got screenshots yeah, all you this. you sent me the I picture. Yeah, they yeah, said so a, a I'm not fire started yes. in the boy's kitchen. Everything so, that I'm saying, he said, yeah. I, I think they bought back some spirits with them from that Astroworld thing because he's been going through it. I want to bring on some more people as well yeah. um, to speak. But I know there's some people saying in the chat, too, that Travis was even telling people, if you don't have a ticket, just come. I haven't personally seen that tweet, but I see people saying it. Um, And like I said in the documentary, there's no way in hell that was 50,000 people. No way. Because initially, if you go back and see the receipts that I posted, they were bragging about it being sold out to 100,000 people way back in May. So how did it go from 100,000 people that Travis is bragging about right. Forbes magazine and who was the other one, whatever clip I had, um, they all confirmed in May there was 100,000, but now they're saying 50,000. But you can't even take that as literal because you have so many kids breaking down the barriers. Now, what really had me shook with these like kids exactly. is I'm watching them and I, and I got different angles. It wasn't all the front. Some was from the side. When I'm watching these kids breaking down the barriers with their bare hands and breaking down fencing, some of these children legit look possessed. Some of these children, they, they, Did they you remind see, me, you remember like the how uh-huh. And that, um, it was a view, it was like face front and you can see them trampling over top of each other. And even then they was, you know, screaming in pain. Oh, I can't move. Oh, just clawing over each other just to get in. I'm like, that right there looks like hell to me. Literally stepping on people as if they were bridges. These kids were literally in like some type of trance. And this was during the day. This was not at night. This was during the day before the festival even started. And it almost reminded me of that Game of Thrones scene with the White Walkers. How like the Night King would just raise his arms and all the dead people would just get up. And then they would just keep coming. You know, no matter how many times you fought them and broke their skeletons, it was just more and more coming. And that's what it looked like to me. You'd have these security guards trying to fight them and trip them and pull them. And they would literally slam the kids onto the ground. The kids would fall and jump. Yes, the kids would fall and jump right back up and keep running. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, It was crazy. You you watch the videos of these kids? Yes. They yeah. were literally grabbing them and slamming them. Girls, too. It was crazy. Wow. Just to see that part was just insane to me. I'm like, these kids look possessed. Like, 
nothing is going to stop them from seeing their Night King, a.k.a. Travis Scott. Every single one of them that got pushed down. And they got yeeted. I guess the security was mad because they couldn't contain them all, but it was this dude, he was just yeeting them kids, pushing them, shoving them, they flinging them in the air, falling back, (laughs) did a flip, got back up, and kept running. I'm like, what type of zombie stuff is this? crazy i'm gonna start bringing people on stage please make sure you're muted until um until i ask you to unmute yourself so i'm gonna bring a few people on here but just make sure you're muted first so you're not talking at the same time um Muchilla, you want to go ahead and unmute your microphone hey t hey miss Muchilla, how you doing i'm okay i i heard about this early in the morning how well actually late at night where they they did a um uh, it, they it did something on CNN where they interrupted everything, but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. Yeah. It, it, th- that documentary you did was amazing. Thank you for taking the time out to break everything down from the beginning of his career until where we are with this whole concert. And he was already a dark artist, like you, you showed. Mm-hmm. He was already a dark artist, but with this, everything, with seeing the demons and and things like that, and then with him doing, it seemed like he was in a trance himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and when he was doing that, that, that moaning or whatever he was mm-hmm. doing, that's what, I don't even think he knew what was going on in the audience at some point. No, he was definitely not physically or mentally there. He was very entranced. And remember, that's why I, even near the end of the documentary, I, I hit on the frequencies because that was a repeat thing that I was seeing as I was going through all the, the, the videos and listening to the firsthand accounts. Everybody kept saying there was this weird music. It didn't have any lyrics. It didn't really have any beat. It was just this constant, like this weird noise. And that frequency mm-hmm. was, and then when he was doing that that moaning, like ooh, mm-hmm. when he was doing all of that, that right there, you could tell he was in a trance. Yeah, you could tell yeah. he was in a trance, and that that he did not know. I don't think he know how much damage he did. I don't think. I think the people behind him set up that whole thing, as far as the stage and everything, because mm-hmm. I, I just he's basically. How do you say it's somebody that's the puppet master behind everything with with his thing? Oh, yeah. Remember in the documentary when I showed the part about his manager saying how they fake SoundCloud streams for him and they fake Twitter followers for him to get him popping. See, this is what a lot of people don't understand. Because I remember when I first started hearing his name, I'm like, who the hell is Travis Scott? He kind of just came out of nowhere. And so a lot of these people that we now almost idolized they're like forced upon us a lot of them are manufactured pop stars where they're manufacturing their growth they're manufacturing you know their rise to to stardom he was told he's a totally manufactured pop star so i believe they have had this in the works for years none of this stuff happens overnight He's been doing all. He's been tapping in this whole dark I, you know who I think dark they was gonna use that for years. You know mm-hmm. who I think they was gonna use that first, but he got he started talking too much. X X X, because he even mm. out about. Yep, and remember he the doc, he, he talked about, about the frequencies, right? Exactly. I think they. I think they came to that kid first. Mm. It's it's just it's just sad because then you got little kids that's playing that Fortnite game that they don't even know what they're getting into. 
No. If, if you not yeah, watching, you're gonna get on that metaverse. Yeah. You don't know what they're getting into. But you know, mm. I don't want to take up too well, much Ms. time. Thank you yeah, me. thank you. So today's show sponsor is EveryPlate.com. The holidays are officially upon us, so give yourself and your wallet a break by enjoying delicious, affordable meals delivered to your door. Every plate is 50% cheaper than meals made from grocery store ingredients. So now's the perfect time to focus on saving money and making easy meals. One thing I love about Every Plate is that basically anybody can do it. You don't have to be a super chef. You can be an amateur. You simply pick whatever meal that you're interested in. They deliver everything to your door, fresh ingredients. And then there's a meal guide. So there's a step-by-step on how to cook each thing. And by the time you get to the end, it's 30 minutes later, and now you have a delicious, affordable meal right in front of you. So if you're interested, you can go ahead and try every plate right now for $1.79 per meal. Go to everyplate.com and make sure you enter my code. The code is SIPSLOW179. Again, visit everyplate.com. Don't forget to enter the code SIPSLOW179. That is literally a $104 value. So make sure you check them out. Amani, go ahead and um, unmute your microphone. Yes. Hi, Miss T. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. Long time subscriber. I've been loving your content since 18. So um, I'm glad that you really touched on the manufacturing pop star. Um, that's one of my first parts I want to touch because I remember about two years ago, I was having that discussion with my friends. And one thing that I kept saying is I said, what I don't understand is I hear too many people out in the street talk about how the music today is just bad. It's not good. It's just horrible. And it's just all this demonic energy. And I said to my friends, I'm like, listen, y'all, I think these sh- this streaming has pumped a lot of people to the forefront that otherwise wouldn't be as popular if this was back in the day. And it was like, no, that's not true. That's not true. I said, no. I said, listen, I said, you got to understand the difference between how we are consuming our music today versus how we are consuming our music back in the day. Back then, you had to go and purchase the CD. You had to go and buy the artist's music. That's how they got their sales. Versus streaming, I can press play on a song. I might not necessarily like it, but they're getting popular based on streams and not by actual music. Even back then, people used to call in radio stations and request songs. They'd be like, listen, they said, put on my song. Even some of the artists were like encouraging their fans, listen, this is my new song. You hear it, you like it, the people will call and request. Nowadays, everything is so laid out. And because I have a background in media, so I actually have seen behind the scenes how the music is programmed. All the music that is being played throughout the day is already programmed prior for the art, um, the TV radio personalities get on air. So they're literally just pressing play and everything's playing. And whatever the hot song, whatever the, the track, not necessarily the hottest song is being played, it's just automatically ran through. That's why you wonder why you hear um, songs every five minutes, ten minutes. You hear the same. You're like, why am I hearing the same song like that? Like, like you think about everything is manufactured, and they was not believing me. And I'm like, no, y'all gotta understand. Streams are deceiving. They're mm-hmm. not real. And I kept saying with this, and I kept saying this. I've been saying this for years. Matter of fact, I'm gonna take it all the way back 
to the demonic energy that we now have in hip hop when it came back to mumble rap. I'm gonna take it back to when I was in high school when Chief Keith came out. That whole drill music era mm-hmm. started. And, and I that, remember that yes. that drill music it's yes. very low vibration. That had people, it's barely, when you got into yes. it, it had you ready to go kill people. That's why they yes. wanted to let that's from I Chicago. Was- Exactly. And I was saying this, I was saying, I noticed a shift in hip hop around the age of 18, 19 years old when I started getting into my young adult years. And I noticed the mumble rap, the demonic. I said, what is this shift? I could not get with it. So all of my peers are looking at me crazy. I was starting to feel like a weirdo, like, what is going on? Why can't I get with this? Something's not right. I've been saying this for so long. I said, it's something about this music that they're pushing on us that's causing these these teenagers to do some real crazy stuff. I mean, stuff that even when I was a teenager back growing up that I would never think of saying do. And I have younger siblings that are still in their teens. My youngest sister is 13. And me and my mom was sitting there like, what is going on? My baby sister is into things and do things like she think is cool to still. And I'm like, what is this? My mom's like, what is going on? What is going on? My mother even was not. And I said, it's this entertainment. It's this, it's well, this think about it also, it's like this music. People, think about also how now even on TikTok, remember I, I told you guys a few months ago, you had to think to yourself, where are these weird challenges coming from that these kids are following like lemons? Yes. The devious licks challenge. Kids destroying yes. bathroom property. I have showed the mods pictures of my son's, my youngest son's school bathroom. They were in shock. Mm. These kids are literally having some type of superhuman strength where they're able to pull sinks out of the wall. If I show y'all that picture, y'all will be shook. Like these are fresh in high school, just tearing up shit. And then there was a new one, slap a teacher challenge, slap a cop. You got to ask yourself, what were they, what pits of, what pits of hell are these challenges coming from that are encouraging kids to do this stuff where they can end up getting felonies behind all this crap? And they're not thinking about and nobody's that. thinking. And this, this is what I'm saying. It's going viral. No. And exactly, and that's the thing. And I was even saying this because see, I'll be 26 in two weeks. So I've been seeing this thing for a while. And I said, and I and when this Astral World concert and all this stuff, I said everything that I have said back then is manifesting now. I said it's this music. I kept saying it, and and my peers and everybody looked at me weird. But how about now? After this concert, some of the same things that you were saying that we have been talking and discussing about for for a while on our our the lives and stuff, now it's manifesting. Now people are seeing it. You got kids that say, "I never believed in God," and all of a sudden he's like, "I was praying to get out of here." And you're right; mm-hmm. it is a spiritual warfare, and it really is. And and when you are are set apart. Um, and, and you see things to an esoteric one, you see things to a spiritual one, you see things that the average person who is sleeping, not physically, but metaphorically sleeping or not seeing. And now that you, that we said this and this thing has happened, I'm like, there is no way in the world that anybody like Travis Scott, anybody like Little Uzi Bird, Little Peep, XX Sensation, all these rappers, I'm like, there is no way in the world. I said, it can't, if I'm a young adult and I can see something, I could just imagine the kids, the youth nowadays, they, they're just like, walk, they're just like walking sheep. They don't know. They're just following down a path and they have no idea what I agree 
Well, thank it's you scary. so much, Imani. I really thank you. It was great in. talking to. I'm so glad I got up here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sis. So I want to go ahead and um, bring on other people as well. Um, Cause I know people have so much to say. So let me go ahead. Um, Ken the Stallion, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay. Make sure you guys are ready. If you're going to raise your hand, make sure you're ready to speak. Um, Shirley Bossy Cat, go ahead and unmute your microphone. And hey, don't forget, hey, Shirley. Hey, sis. <laughs> don't forget, you guys. Guys can get people who are talking diamonds by double clicking on their face, double tapping on their face. You can get them diamonds. So don't forget, I want my diamonds. <laughs> okay, Shirley, go ahead and speak, sis. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk about this from the perspective like this is a hill I'm willing to die on. This was all a ritual. I feel like he purposely brought all these people and all this energy in to kill people to help his career, right? The number one reason why you can see that is like the lack of medical personnel. Like that is the telltale sign. For most people that don't know with outdoor concerts and all those type of things, you need to have permits. Like you go through the city, you have permits galore. It's so much back stuff that has to happen before you even get that thing started. So say for instance, if I'm having a hundred people, it tells you how many EMTs have to be there. How many um, water stations have to be there? How many uh, uh, porta potties have? It's very specific. So when I'm hearing these stories, it's just for background because I'm an RN and I work through the panties. So I've seen so many colds. It's not even funny. But I saw a lot of the videos of what they're saying. And I'm asking myself, why is it that a fan is the one that's triaging patients? Why is that? This is supposed to be an event where professional people paid to have this all situated. Why isn't there any AED machines? Why isn't there a crash cart? Why isn't there a crash bag? Why are you? Because there's one of the videos that you put in the docs where the man was like he was relying on random people to give him a backboard. If somebody mm-hmm. would have fell and broke their neck, why why didn't y'all have that on deck? Why? Because it was on purpose. It was on But you purpose. also have to think about this though. It goes deeper than Travis. Um you have to think about this. In just regular everyday America right now, like we've been saying for months, we're going through the great resignation. Okay. So for me, this was a money grab. Right. They were never going to have enough doctors and nurses right. and EMT because we don't even have right. enough at the hospitals under just regular, like if but I was to go is- right now to the hospital, they're understaffed. You know? So it was, right. it was a money grab. But this it wasn't about they would have never let the. Goers. I don't think that they would have ever even let the concert go on if they didn't have the licenses of this many people. You know what I mean? And they have to put it on the record to even get the permit in the first place. And then when you watch the videos, a lot of these people, they said medics, which I don't think none none of them even had CPR training because they're blowing air. Why is the air in the stomach? You're supposed to be pumping it into the lungs. So that lets you know the head is not in the right position. I saw a video. Somebody was doing CPR over the sternum and not over the heart. It was like crazy watching the CPR, quote unquote, that they were doing. Or they said, um, one of the nurses said they was doing CPR on somebody that was blue and had been down for 15 minutes. If the person yeah. down for 15 minutes, seven minutes worth of oxygenated blood in your system 
why are you wasting your time off this and not looking at the person that just lost their pulse that actually can be saved? Because they wanted they these people to come inside. I, I, like, I literally would die on that hill. And we'll watch and see what happens to his streams coming out of this, right? If his streams go up, then you know he took that energy for a reason, right? And then also, if he's able to do another concert, because before you could do a concert, you have to have um, an insurance um, agency um sign off on the permits, basically showing that you're insured. And an artist like him that just had a mass casualty event at his concert, he's going to be uninsurable. So you have to ask yourself, yeah. is somebody going to be um, um, insure him? Because the fix is it. Because why is it that um, all these officials, you see these pictures with him and all these officials, and it's like they're bending over backwards to make excuses for him. Do y'all notice that? Like, that's crazy to me. And then what else mm -hmm. I also noticed, which is super weird, you know, mainstream media, every day of the week, they want to say, oh, we follow facts. We don't do conspiracies, blah, 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 blah. There's thousands of videos of people getting crushed, suffocated, all that kind of stuff because of crowd control. Why is it that uh, media keep talking about a random person sticking people with a needle? Right, because it's a distraction. But Shirley, right. thank you so much for calling in. We got to get to the next caller. But it was good talking Alrighty, to you. Thank sis. you for having okay, me. Okay, bye. Um, let's see here. Uh, Javicki, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, can everybody hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, so um, this is like very disturbing. And I actually, when it happened, I woke up to um, a citizen alert at two o'clock in the morning saying that, you know, that had happened and it was so disturbing. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I'm like searching the Internet and all that. It was so hard for me to go back to sleep. You live but, in Houston? Um, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. And so I just want to say I feel like it was definitely purpose, purpose done because like why would they have such a small section and they knew that that many people were there so why would they should have had enough area so that everyone could be could move around freely and that little section that they had was not enough room and then like I didn't understand so when they saw that everyone was impact you know like the security guards why no one went to try to you know remove the barricades or open it up to open the space so that people can move around or escape or whatever you know it's just really crazy i feel like the ball was dropped on so many levels and then also what i found disturbing before it even happened because i don't really listen to the radio so i didn't even know he was coming or anything but i was randomly listening to the radio one day and this guy had won tickets to it and so he had made the comment that oh well if i didn't win tickets i wasn't going to sneak in anyway and i was like what how do you sneak into a concert but obviously that's what they was a lot of people was planning on doing anyway well not even planning on doing that's what they did you know, but again, it's about the energy that Travis puts out there. He's an agent of chaos. If you don't, if you're showing that your fans mm -hmm. don't have to respect your own security guards and security guards at the venue, because there's multiple videos of him cussing out security guards, saying, don't touch my fans. If they want to rage and crowd surf, they can. So this has been implanted into his um, consumer base into his young fans' minds that they don't have to do. They don't have to follow the rules. Do what thou wilt shall be the the hold of the law, right? So for them, exactly. they had already planned to bum rush because they, they, for them, their idol has no respect for security. 
Because the way those kids were coming in, all those kids didn't know each other. Like, let's keep that real. You know, people came with different cliques and friends, right. but they all had the same agenda, which was to tear down the barricades, barricades and get in that concert yeah. by any means necessary. That is scary that one person has that much influence, you know, to that extent on the youth where they didn't even think about what if I fall? What if I get trampled? It was scary watching those mm -hmm. videos. Exactly. And then like with them running over the barricades at 9 and 11 a.m. in the morning, I was like, the city should have shut that down. The, you know, like that whole event should have been shut down because they lost control before it even started. And like right. they, there was no security, nobody being screened. No, you don't know if they bring a bomb in, they bring in weapons. It was like it was already, you know, out of control before it started. Nobody was safe in that event. And it could have been worse if somebody had had something like that or you know, did something outrageous, which it does happen a lot, especially in big cities. Right. Well, thank you so much for calling in, sis. It was really good to talk to you. Thank Let me go. Uh -huh, you're welcome. Let me go ahead and bring on um, Cynthia. Cynthia, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello? Hello? Yes, we can hear you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like it's a little work. Um, I have called because so I am one of those people who when I was younger like I used to go to a lot of metal shows so mm. moshing and all of that like that's very normal in those kind of rock shows you know mm -hmm. so my whole issue with this whole thing was I've been to so many concerts where things have gotten out of hand and so many artists have literally stopped everything like right. everything and they've been like you know what, like things are getting out of hand, people pick them up and it's never been an issue. But when it comes to this concert, for whatever reason, you know what I mean? Like it's not something that one, the artist cared for and that the venue didn't like care for either. Cause I've been to concerts where they've broken the, the fence to go in mm -hmm. and they have literally pulled everybody out, you know, and they've stopped the whole thing. They've like delayed a show. So to mm. me, that had always been weird. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was that um, I think we're getting so um, used to having all this bad energy, like when it comes to movies, you know, um, in general music and all of that, that the kids mm. can't really pick up when there's just bad vibes. Like if you have mm. some kind of feeling in your heart where things are just not right, you should just walk away. No, no kind of concert or anything like that is worth your life. You right. Know? And you, you know what? That's really, that's a really good point that you made. I believe that this generation has gotten very desensitized. I, I was saying this in a few meetings ago that when we were younger and I don't know your age, but when we were younger, we only, we I'm only 35. got, you said you're 35. Yeah. Okay. When we were younger, we only got horror movies during October, during that one season. They would come out with either a Freddy movie, Jason movie. You know, it was only once a year for like maybe it'd be in the theater for two weeks. And then that was it. Now, every month, it's a new horror release. Every month is some type of demonic, you know, movie and or TV or even like the TV shows and Netflix shows. You know, everything is always geared towards the darkness and the dark side. And, you know, spirituality is wrong. And if you're a Christian, you're just a weirdo. Stop trying to, you know, yeah. uh, preach to us. 
everything is so negative that's light and so many kids nowadays are just drawn to, are drawn to dark stuff that when they get into situations like that they don't even want to leave it's almost like they're stuck like their feet are planted into those situations it's really scary when you think about it so many kids there they not have the discernment to just turn around and go exactly and i find it just so weird because if you compare it to other concerts like i don't i'm sure you remember like um, there was that lollapalooza concert where it got out of hand and they were like mm-hmm. studying uh, cars on fire you never heard any kids getting crushed and nobody really died and they had cars yeah. on fire like you know it's it's like a whole different i feel like now it's it's just the kids are so used to just having like all these all this negative energy around them and they're also looking at like you know what like i had a good time i'm having a good time like whatever happens happens it doesn't matter and it's funny that Travis aims for that age group because anywhere from 15 to 28 you have this thing called the superman complex with the kids where you cannot associate you yourself dying because you're too young you haven't experienced death yet for the most part so mm. you're less likely to uh be careful in dangerous situations that's why you see all these young kids with DUIs and car accidents because it's like they just don't think about that happening to them you know right So, well, Cynthia, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. Thank you for having me and thank you for everything. Your shows are always the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Have a good evening. Okay, let me go ahead and bring on Lick. L I K, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Auntie T? Listen, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Hopefully mm-hmm. the chat don't eat me up. I just want to speak on two things. Okay. So, I'm a huge American Horror Story fan and they did something different this year. They put out two seasons, one where it was like different episodes with like different minds and then another season where it was based on like, you know, other things. So, the first season which you did which was oh my god, the connection you made with that one episode, the predictive programming was crazy. So, that episode to me mm-hmm. was horrible. Horribly done. the whole season actually was horribly done. It wasn't good at all, but it's crazy how you were able to pick out that frequency episode to the frequencies that were being made at the concert. Like that was crazy. I never even like thought about that until you brought yeah. it up. Yeah, and to be fair, it's one of my tea sippers that had asked me if I had seen that. And I said, "Well, no, I haven't watched it. I haven't, you know, I've watched bits and pieces of American Horror Story, but I'm not a, you know, I don't watch it like that." So she was like, that's what it was reminding her of. So I said, "Well, okay, well let me go ahead and watch the whole episode and see if I get the same feeling that you're getting." And when I watched the episode, I was blown away because I'm like, this is exactly, exactly. almost like verbatim the predictive programming that happened at the concert. Exactly. And then when the guy was talking about it, he was like, "It just kept playing over and in your documentary, you just kept hearing it over and over." And then I heard it. I'm like, "Yo, what the hell is that playing?" And they said that was going on all day. I don't think, I mean, these kids are young. I'm 31. I don't think I could be able to sit in an arena with all these people with that same frequency going on over and over. I just couldn't be able to do it. So the fact that they were able to actually sit there or not sit there but actually take it all day, I mean, mm-hmm. Who's who's to say like that wasn't that that is something that was I can't how am I trying to say it like that that, that wasn't like the cause of the issue exactly exactly that is probably mm-hmm. something that you know kind of well if you, had if you watch it. the documentary if you notice near the end when I had shown 
the I think it was maybe Mexican Latino boy. If you notice the one that they're trying to give him water and he's just kind of out of it, as the frequency got lower, oh, yes, he started yes. falling over. His body was reacting mm-hmm. to the frequency because when they raised the frequency mm-hmm. and, and it was a lot lighter, if you listen to the background, he was standing up and everybody's like, are you okay, bro? And they're trying to give him water. As mm-hmm. they dropped it, he started leaning and falling over. That shit is real. Yep. <clears throat> I'm telling you. And, and to, to get you know, on the beats, the drums. Yeah. Exactly. And to get on, the, oh, this is my last one. I'm going to let you go. But to get on the audience, I'm the type, listen, not a lot of things make me cry. I'm, I'm very like, you know, kind of hard or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. one thing I don't like is seeing a man cry or something tragically happening to a kid or just like something that like what happened in that audience. So, you know, when it first happened, everybody, me and everybody in this court were sending videos. I didn't really get a chance to watch these videos. When I actually watched the documentary, which was beautifully done, by the way, I can't tell you how, how sad I became hearing these people scream for help. It was at one point you would hear this one girl continuously screaming for help and then she stopped. And then you would hear these men Mm -hmm. screaming to the top of their lungs, screaming for help, 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 please help me. I'm not going to lie. I poured a couple of tears for those kids because mm-hmm. I just can't, it, it, it was as uh, like their pain came through the screen. And I, 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 I can't tell you how much I felt as if I was there. Like I felt yeah. their dread. Like you couldn't even breathe. There were certain parts where I was editing where I felt like my breath was going away. Like exactly. I just felt like my breath was getting shallower. I'm having to be like, okay, keep breathing. Cause like, I'm feeling like I'm in there with them. It was that. Exactly. Surreal. Exactly. Like my hand, my palms was getting sweaty. I was looking down to see if I was stepping on people. Like I really was drawn into those videos because it was, it was so damning. And I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It, it was, it's just immense sadness for these people that they're not, the, the, the one boy who's nine years old. Uh, another thing, I can't imagine me and myself trying to step on other people to try to save myself and i look down and i'm stepping on a nine-year-old boy could you imagine that mm-hmm. could you imagine yeah, i, I just wouldn't be able to do it and for me it's just like as a parent why is this nine-year-old baby there my god you my know, god i get it people want their kids to come and and you know their fans of travis but we'd have to go to a sit-down concert because there's no way Mm-hmm. that I would, I could even feel safe around 50,000 people. I know for me, I've just never been the festival type. It's never been something I wanted to experience because for me, I get really bad anxiety anyways, if there's like a large amount of people and it's that crammed mm-hmm. together. I know even sometimes in the clubs, it can get like, okay, damn, it's getting really packed in here. And right. I'm the type yep. I always leave early. I, I never wait. I'm never leaving with the mm-hmm. crowd. Um, even when I was at Cardi B's party, we left about 30 minutes early. I'm not I'm not doing this whole jam up the stairs. Everybody trying to get out at the same time. So that's one thing. But I always leave the club early mm-hmm. than everybody else because I just don't like that feeling of being in a crowd and everybody's trying to go through the same door. But the festival thing mm-hmm. for me, it's just like, where do you go to the bathroom? When there's like 20,000 people and that's behind the thing. you. Like, where do you exactly. go? And people were telling me, that they were adult diapers because some of these kids are there literally all day in line. They're waiting to get to the front. So you have to wear a diaper because there's no way you can hold your pee that long. 
if I got to do all that, mm. I, I'd just rather sit at home and, and just, you know, or, or go to a concert where you can sit down. There's functioning bathrooms. I can't do the festival thing. I never understood the appeal, not knocking nobody. It's just never been my cup of tea. Too many people, not enough bathrooms. For sure. <laughs> so that kind of just exactly. kept me away just, from it. Yeah. Too many people. Like, if I'm in a crowd for too long, like in the car, like you just said, I get this immense headache and I have to leave. I just, I can't do it. So I have no idea. These kids, I'm telling you, they love Travis Scott. So they're going to do whatever they got to do to stay there and watch them. But listen, I'll let you go. I'll let Mike come back on. Thank you so much for having me. And have a good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Me too. Bye. Let me go ahead and bring on Javon Drew. Javon, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. Listen, I was hoping you would just say Javon. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty name. Thank you. Listen, because I'm trying to figure out why is my whole name there. But anyway, just okay. Let me just start by saying I watched your documentary. I've been following you for years. Um, I am a woman of a certain age. I have a nine-year-old granddaughter. So I just kind of want to put things in perspective when it comes to parents, right? So I have a daughter that's Mm -hmm. 20. She just turned 29. Quick story. We go to Great Adventure um, during... uh, Cause you know, great adventures. I live in Jersey. So we go to great adventures and they have, um, what is it when October roll around? They have fright night, right? So we all go to great adventure. Mm-hmm. Long story short, like I'm just trying to get people to understand and no disrespect to anyone that's in their, tw- you know, people that's in their twenties, that's, you know, listening in. But you know, when you're a mom, you kind of see things from a different angle. So my daughter wants to put her daughter on these, you know, these rides. Now, mind you, my nine-year-old granddaughter, she's she's thin. She may have the height to get on the ride, but she's not, mm-hmm. she don't have the body mass. So I'm trying to explain to my daughter, like, listen, you put her on that, on that ride and gravity is going to take hold of her. And mm. the game, and even though like you're strapped in or whatever the case may be, I'm just trying to get her to understand she doesn't have the weight to kind of be in those seats that you know the rides they jerk you around. So I'm just saying all that to mm-hmm. say I don't I don't like the fact that people are beating up on the young parents who decided to bring their children. When I was young, mm-hmm. my mom took me to concerts. You understand right. what I'm saying? It's people, you know, and and at the end of the day, no one foresaw this situation coming you understand what i'm saying like people go to mm-hmm. festivals to concerts to have a good time but you know it's you know we weren't there it's easy to say what we would have done you understand what i'm saying like i just it's unfortunate what happened to that nine-year-old the 14 year old whatever how, however many kids that was out there and like you said i truly right. believe it was way more way more people that was injured probably way more people that that perished that night it's just unfortunate that it happened i just want people to understand but when you're young you don't really understand that bad things can really happen like because i just feel like as a as a young mom a young parent you know in your 20s and stuff like that you don't you're not looking at the whole full spectrum of things right right so you know it's just unfortunate that that happened to that little boy and again i just think you know again i'm a i'm a woman of a certain age i have kids that's in their 20s these children act like animals yeah i just yeah, it's just like like when I talk to my son, he's 20. I just like some of the things that come out of his mouth. I'd be looking at him like, oh, something's mentally wrong with you. 
And I just think, again, you know, we have to take ownership of it all. We don't send our kids to church. It's a parent's responsibility to give their children um, um, kind of like a moral compass. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, when your kids are outside your home, they're going to do whatever. Right. That's fine. But it's your responsibility as a parent to give these kids a moral compass to say that's not right. You shouldn't do that. Don't don't talk to adults like that. They're going to do it anyway. But it's all you always have to give them a conscious mind. And I just feel like these children are lacking that these days. You know, again, I didn't force my kids to go to church the way I did. And I see the difference in them. Mm. Like my kids is 10 years apart. Like my daughter, she's a little different, but my son, I don't get no, he's like almost soulless. It's like, he don't care about nothing. Like they don't, they, no, don't. they don't, they have no it's goals. They're, it's, just, they're just going through, yes. they're just going through the motions. I, I they really are. Almost. And I, when I watch it happening so many friends. Right. And just, I'm trying to get all my thoughts out. Cause I don't want to be on here long, but, um, When I was watching your documentary, it just stuck out to me like a sore thumb when kids were saying that they don't believe in anything. Like, I don't believe in God, but I prayed that night and so on and so forth. Right, that night. That shocked me. Because when we were growing up, you couldn't. And and I'm not saying that they didn't have atheists and stuff back then. But you really did not let people know if you weren't, if you didn't believe in God. You kept that to yourself. You know what I mean? So when I hear so many kids being so proud to say that, but like they all said, they called on God that night. They were praying you know, to God that they got about that situation. So I hope it lets them know that, you know, there is a, a spiritual battle up here that, that you're going through. And you have to understand it ain't yeah. about preaching to the choir, or trying to turn anybody into a Christian. Believe in whatever faith you want to believe in, from Muslim to Hinduism, that's your business. But understand that we are all spiritual beings living in a human existence. And there's a power out here greater than us. And people need to understand that, you know, Energy is very real. There were exactly. literally demons in that video. I was shocked when people caught that. When that man was like, what the hell is this running across the stage? That wasn't a graphic. Then you seen them hopping through the audience. Right. Because the way some of these right. people were acting, they were acting like they were possessed. Like they had no care in the world. You know, how many people in that documentary were saying, I walked on bodies and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> the one guy said the, the body he was standing on, he thought it was a bean bag. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. It's going to be a lot of people and, 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 what happens at Astroworld. We need to understand, like, why are, why is there so many, uh, uh, I don't want to call them lies, but it's kind of like, you know, again, you got 100,000 people, but then meanwhile, you got jobs firing people because they don't want to get a, a, vac- a vaccine. Like, like, make up your mind. Like, mm-hmm. are we in a pandemic or are we not? Is COVID really real or it's not? Like, what is going on? Like, nothing adds up. Like, nothing, like, since for the past two years is just, like, not making any sense to me. And it's... And again, you know, you want it, you got to continue to keep talking to your kids. You got to continue to just understand, like, there are things out here that is that want you messed up. I don't want to use the F word, but there are mm-hmm. things out here, you know, the music out here. These these kids have a warped way of just looking at things. And I'm just coming from a perspective of, you know, a mom, a grandmom, like I see it. And it's almost like you can't really put your finger on it. But I just really think kids are missing a spirituality, you know, in, in their lives. They really are. And like you said, it's not about going to church, but you got to believe in something. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. All right, guys. All right. Bye. 
So, yes, it's it's a lot of good points being made in the chat, people calling in. Um, I also want to hit on the metaverse, too, because I tied that in at the end. Um, I also tied in the whole avatar, the meaning of avatar, how everything is with this metaverse. It's going to be a 3D dimension. Like I always say, the Internet is a different dimension versus the physical world that we're in. And the metaverse is what's going to tie that together. That is why they're going to have replicas of the inside of your home. That's why they're going to have replicas of your job, of, you know, the Eiffel Tower and the Tahitian Islands. There'll be replicas of all these places. So that way you physically don't have to travel there, but your avatar will. And I think what they're planning on doing, they're going to, like I've been saying, the transhumanism agenda is real. They're going to be merging man with machine. And somehow they're going to be able to take pieces of your soul, if not your whole soul, and place it into that avatar. That is the whole thing that they're trying to do. Even I had to bring it back the other day when we had the Zoom meeting because a lot of people didn't know about this. But if you watch the documentary, I talk about it in Chapter 3. When the movie Avatar first came out, because that was my first time ever seeing a 3D movie. I, I wasn't, we didn't. We weren't fortunate enough as kids to go to the movies like that. You know, um, my family just couldn't afford it. So I didn't see a lot of movies as a kid. I only watched movies when they were on TV. So I would always see a movie like two, three years after everybody else. So this is my first time going to go see Avatar. I I took my oldest son and like four or five of his friends because we used to get to go to the movie theater for free. So about all the kids were all wearing the 3D glasses. So this is why this really stuck with me. And I remember after taking out the glasses, it was amazing. But because I had never saw the 3D movie before, I had nothing to compare it to. So then this is when I was also starting YouTube back then, too. I was doing videos. And I remember doing a video on this topic. It started coming out that people were killing themselves after the Avatar movie. Because if you remember James Cameron, who himself is a creepy character, (laughs) read up on him. But James Cameron had to wait a good 10 years before even creating Avatar because the technology that he dreamed about years ago was not available. The trees that he drew in the Avatar movie, there was no way to bring them to life in that virtual realm because the technology was not there. He gets visited um, by a lot of spirits and shit in his dreams. And a lot of the things that James Cameron's dreams He ends up, he's a very artistic man. He ends up drawing it out. So he drew this avatar character out back when he was like 18 years old. All of this is in the dock. So I say that to say, back then when people were killing themselves, when they took out the glasses and they realized they were back in the 2D world, it did something to certain people. It really triggered them. And maybe because they compared it to other 3D movies, and this one was so much powerful than other 3D movies that they had seen, I had nothing to compare it to. So for me, it was just, okay, fun times. But now that we're getting closer to this whole metaverse and this is being pushed, they're going to use this concert as a catalyst. Because again, we live in a society, problem, reaction, solution. Always remember that. For every situation, here goes the problem. Here goes the reaction. People upset, mad. Here goes the solution. So they're going to use this as a catalyst to push virtual reality, virtual concerts. Remember, the reason why Travis Scott was chosen to go through this crazy ritual, he's one of the first celebrity, you know, especially hip-hop, black celebrities, to do that Fortnite concert. And it garnered, like, between 12 to 27 million people. 
That's a lot of people viewing something for eight minutes at one time. This was back in 2020. So what they're going to do, they're going to use this as a catalyst to say, look how unsafe events are. Look how crazy this is. Look what happened to all these people at the astral world. Well, now we have something for you guys to feel safe and you never have to leave your home. They're going to end up pushing where now how we're going to interact and see things and watch movies and go to concerts is going to be through that metaverse. That is why they're pushing that. Even when you look at the logo of the meta, the logo is the number eight. They keep saying eight people died, even though we know it was hundreds of people who died. They keep pushing that eight because that eight number has a big significance. It's also tied to the planet Saturn. And like I explained in the documentary, the Saturn god in Greek mythology, he ate his children. Everybody was going into the mouth of Travis Scott. He was eating the children, eating their souls. Like this shit goes so fucking deep. It's insane. But they're going to use this. Trust me. The solution will be the metaverse. That is why they came out. You know, Facebook changed their name and they've been talking about it a whole week before this tragedy took place. But let me go ahead and take on some more calls. Um, Dominique, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hey, T, can you hear me? Hey, sis, we can hear you perfectly. Oh, yes. I'm so happy you chose me. I've been a tea sipper for so long. I'm so happy. But I don't want to take up too much. <laughs> but um, the documentary amazing girl i loved it everything that you do is always spot on you always do your research you never miss a beat i freaking love it but Thank the you. actual world that thing was ridiculous and watching it back it just gave me so much anxiety because you know i get anxiety regardless just walking through life because it's just a crazy time that we're in is very satanic demonic you really have to be prayed up in this world right now whereas you know years ago it was i guess okay i'm not sure but right now you know it is a, a spiritual warfare going on and just hearing those screams people screaming for their life like a tsunami was coming in or something it, it was just very i don't it, i don't know it just took my breath away because i was like this should not be happening at a concert you should be going to a concert to have fun to enjoy the music and i, I girl i don't know it was just it was a lot it raised mm -hmm. everything in me i would just feel so sad i was so i was crying i'm like the girl that was screaming to the top of her lungs that shit got me that shit got me so i was like yeah. she's like you hear her screaming for her life like how can you not help that woman up how can you not you know how, how, i don't know how people could just not help each other i understand that it's just like, well the I problem is some people the problem is too that we have to also remember physically people couldn't either there's no room right, to move right, how can right. i pick you up when i can't even back up to pick you up yeah, because yeah. there's 20,000 people and pressure on my back. So, you know, I don't want to get granted. Some of the people definitely were assholes. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're, we're wrong for what they <laughs> did and, and just not caring. You had a segment of those people, but you also had people who physically could not do anything. Remember the young man said, wherever your arms were was where they were stuck. So if your arms are on yeah, the side of you, how can you reach out and grab somebody? If your arms are above your right. head, yeah. how can you bring them down and help grab someone? So it's it's very, it's, right. it's sad. But yeah, when I heard those men screaming like that, I knew it was real. Because men don't scream like that unless yeah. it's like, you know, sheer terror. 
yeah, men don't share much of emotion, but in at that concert, at that festival, you, you people was like, I might die here today. This might be my last yeah. time seeing my family, seeing my friends. I haven't, you know, done what I want to accomplish yet. And we come to a concert, who, like, why would I have to die at a concert? Why that sh- but that shouldn't even be happening. And for this to be a catalyst for VR is just crazy because instead of just having better security, having, you know, having EMS that's actually trained and prepared for those kinds of things, instead of just doing that, you want to go to VR, take the easy way out. Like, I don't, I don't get that. People don't want to hold, you know, accountable. And there was a video that I seen on Instagram. One was a security guard and he had signed up for it to be a security guard at the festival and he was saying that um you know there wasn't much training it was just a a a check off what you could do and stuff like that there wasn't much training um being yeah there's not gonna be because there's not enough people there probably wasn't even enough people to train the security guards that they were hiring because again you have a lot of people who are not working right now the great resignation so you mean to tell me the, the great resignation affects every facet of society from fast food to hospitals to um, emergency services to police, but not this concert? So they knew it wasn't going to exactly. exactly. That's why they were scrounging no. to just find whoever, you know, to fill a spot. Yeah. And one last point. Yeah, the whole so thing anyone can get on. Sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to be an EMS um, volunteer, so I seen crazy shit working for the um emergency squad but it is a must it is a must that you know cpr it is a must before you get in your truck that ambulance truck you have to check off what's in there you have to check um what you have and what you don't have to go back into the facility and go get it so i don't i don't know what's going on with um i know there are supply scarce but i'm not sure what was going on with that situation but i know you have to have everything before you go out on your calls that's what I know for a fact. So okay. that whole situation, it was just, it was very sad. I'm praying for those families. I hope, you know, it's going to be a very long time to heal from that. I know a lot of people have PTSD from that concert, which shouldn't have happened in the first place. But I hope, you know, people's minds, I don't, I don't know. It, it's going to, I don't know. It's just very scary. Okay. Right now. Well, thank you for calling in, Dominica. I appreciate it. Thank you. I love you, T. <laughs> love you, too. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay, bye. Let me go ahead and bring on ER. ER, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay, maybe they're not ready. Now, somebody in the chat was saying that a lot of these celebrities know what, because they're, they're saying that they're a DJ. And that a lot of these celebrities know what goes on at their concerts. They're just not really kind of fake caring. And I can agree with some of that. I think a a lot of this stuff has been happening for years, but it doesn't get talked about because they don't want people to not go to these concerts and these festivals because they're a big money grab. I mean, they're selling bottled waters and T-shirts and merchandise and all that stuff. But I had just found out from watching a documentary yesterday on Woodstock 99 that even some people there died. And I had no idea. They were even saying that there were people who died at the Woodstock Festival in the 60s. So, you know, sometimes it can be to drug use, but a lot of times it's usually like heart stuff. Like sometimes you get so overwhelmed by the sound, the people not being able to breathe, the lights, and it can cause an adverse effect on the body. 
So there's been a lot more deaths at festivals and concerts than people want to admit, unfortunately. Um, let me go ahead and bring on uh, Lex Love. Lex Love, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Your lovely T, you are epic and you are dope. And um, I appreciate you and thank you for everything you do. You're a legend. I appreciate you very much. Oh my gosh. First of all, I love the accent. So let, let me let me say that. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm I'm Jamaican, but I'm from New York. Yep, I hear Jamaican New York accent. I love it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Your your lovely T, you know it. You know it. Um, I, w with this Travis Scott situation, like one, he had, he, his last song was called escape plan, right? Mm -hmm. When you look at it, it looks like a newspaper clipping and it has like a, a dark image of him. And yeah, the one that says the dystopian, the dystopia is here, the true dystopia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when you look at the what a what a dystopia is, it's ex it's the exact energy that he created at his concert. Right, right. And, and lovely T, this is the same dude with a song called "Butterfly Effect." Mm. Yeah, and I've never heard that song. Up, what is that about? I, I don't I don't listen to like I don't listen to to Travis Scott a lot, but like mm -hmm. like he, like it, it's all through the art. It's all through the art and through the imagery and through and through the the, the reality that he's create that we create. Like because you know like yo we we all create our realities with our art and with what we like. Right. You know, and then when I look, when I'm looking up the lyrics to Stargazing, he he has like in the in the bridge, the the lyrics it goes like um. He he's saying that some that like that somebody was hot in the heat and they couldn't and they couldn't breathe. You know, like in the like if you look at the lyrics to that song Stargazing, like I don't want to repeat it. But if you look up the lyrics mm. to Stargazing, like it's it's all through it. And next summer, next in next April, there's I think it's gonna be a new moon on his birthday. You know what I mean? And and he's mm. a four of clubs. So you know, like he got that Mars energy on him. You know, so you know, you just gotta be be mindful of what you create. And and lovely T, I, I appreciate you and much much success to you and, and have a great 2022. I really love what you do and thank you. You're so welcome and thank you so much for calling in, Lex. <laughs> uh, let me go ahead and bring on, let's see here, uh, Sukinya. Sex, Sukinya, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, Auntie. Yes, it's me. Um, <laughs> it's Sukina, but you know, me. It's always really hard for people to get it because of the way the Y and the N is placed. A lot of people say Sukenya, but it's fine. <laughs> um, so okay. I just wanted to say that, honestly, this whole concert thing kind of threw me in a loop a little. Just because that same day when it was happening, I was in a hostage situation. And I feel that I probably had similar sentiments that 
certain people had at that concert because as I was walking in with my little siblings that I was in charge of, I saw a police officer. I saw a car there. People were like, you know, walking really fast, but no one gave a signal that anything was wrong. So no one told me or like, you know, gestured to move away or something. And so I'm walking in and I get into the place that we were going to, which was the movie theater. And they had the doors locked. So all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, maybe we should return back. And the police officer is like, no, you can't go back. What? <laughs> I was like, um, excuse me. They saw me walking for a long time coming towards. I felt like they could have said something beforehand. And they basically just rushed me into the theater with my siblings and told me to stay away from the windows. So, okay. after so what do you, what about the astral world? Cause I want to stay on topic. Cause everybody's. Oh yes. Yes. Oh, oh, true. true. But um, essentially what I'm trying to say is that I understand how you can feel like so trapped in something because you never expected that. So get, uh, essentially that's where I was coming from. And the fact that it was on the same day, I really was praying for everybody. I, can't believe that that happened but also and i'm not gonna lie i've been to concerts where it was horrible like but you know the injuries that you end up having is like maybe like a scrape to the knee or something nothing where people died i went to a k-pop concert and it was it was awful like that was my first and last time going to an open venue like that so i completely understand where they're coming from and i'm honestly praying for all of them Okay, so well, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Thank you. Thank you okay. for having me, and I appreciate everything that you do for us. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks. All right, let me go ahead and um, bring on Cameron Parks. Cameron, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. Hey, I'm a big T supporter. Uh, gotta say that. Uh, first of most, you do your thing. Uh, I'm from uh, Houston, Texas. Um, Travis is uh, really big here in the mm-hmm. city. Uh, really, anybody from that's like Houston and has notoriety, uh, they try to really bring them up. But um, I noticed today on the news during the uh, Houston City Council meeting with uh, the mayor and uh, other city council members that that they were questioning why things weren't done in the manner, like why there weren't enough medics, water, why wasn't there more police force outside of uh, HPD? Because we also have Harris County uh, constables and sheriffs. So they only had like 10% of the police force there. So, um, it was, and I was trying to think like why, and, and Houston has over 4 million people here, you know, let alone, mm-hmm. cause we get people that uh, move here from California and Tennessee and Louisiana, you know? So it was like, okay, how did y'all not get more of that in security? Because I've been to big venues and 
festivals and all, and it is tight security. I'm talking pat downs, everything, and they right. were just outnumbered. And it's just sad to see, especially that happening here, right here in my backyard. You know. Yeah, it definitely seems like to me they're going to use him as a scapegoat. Um, it's a lot of blame to go around with that. Travis bears some blame, but there's a lot of people to blame for like the breakdown. You know, even the the audience members not caring and acting crazy, mm-hmm. lack of security, lack of staff. This was definitely a situation where it was a money grab. They didn't really care about safety. We're just going to do whatever, get as many people in here, make as much money, and then just hope that everything ends up being okay. You know, and like I was also saying, like, um, in the doc, it's very easy to just blame Travis or say, you know, this is all on Travis. But from what I'm researching, from what people are saying, he was very manufactured. He stole beats. He's done a lot of dirt to get to where he's at. So you have to ask yourself, who's really behind the symbolism? You think Travis Scott is the one who designed his set and made it an upside down cross? You think it's Travis Scott who oh. the imagery of the eye? Yeah, he didn't. Uh... So he, he's not, you know, these people are creative, but they're not, you know, they're not IT technician, visual artists. So that's where we have to go deep. You know, he, he's surface level. That's surface level blame. But nobody's asking who put out the satanic imagery, who who made the the pale man it, hand artwork. Yes, yes, because there the there was a uh, there was a lot of, of symbolism. I, I've uh, uh, researched the last few days and saw other people's takes. Uh, even if you probably I haven't seen your documentary, I'm gonna get on that uh, that Patreon. But uh, I saw a still image of the shirt he was even wearing. And yeah. the, the shirt that he was wearing, I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. I've never seen nothing like that before in my life. And I'm like, why would he wear it on today, the day right. of the show? You have kids walking through a door and then on the other side, they're turning into the mm-hmm. I mean, that, yeah. that, that tells you a lot. And a lot of these celebrities, they don't dress themselves. They all have stylists. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> So it, it goes deep. A lot of them, a lot of them are. Okay, your background is super loud. But Cameron, um, thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> oh yes, thank you so much. Okay, have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Ooh, that background was loud, honey. Let me go ahead and bring on uh, Destin Williams. Go ahead and unmute your microphone, Destin. Okay. So, can you hear me? We can hear you perfectly. Okay. I've been trying to get in for like the longest, but what I wanted to say is that earlier, one of the callers were talking about the cold connection with um, XXX Tentacion or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but Drake was in this con- um It wasn't your documentary, but Drake was in this concert too. Right. And if you yeah. remember, um, right around when he died, XXX Tentacion, they had that song. And then in the beginning, everyone was like, Oh my God, um, that's XXX. When like the um asteroid, when the asteroid would hit him on the head, I don't know because you you had covered it like last year or whatever. But mm-hmm. at the beginning of Sicko Mode, that's the name of the song. At the beginning of Sicko Mode, there's like a little still image where it's like almost as if um XSX is like being killed by like this asteroid, mm-hmm. right? And then how ironic mm-hmm. that the concert like years later, or whatever, is called Astro World and stuff, and all these other people had died, and like by being like trampled over, basically like almost like an asteroid itself. And then on top of that. 
Um, I've been trying to message you for like a long, 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 long time, like on Instagram, but the same name. If you could like write down my name or something, because like I have like a lot of stuff or whatever since like I'm in like the military and stuff like that. That like I've been trying to say for a long, long, long time, <laughs> but it's like every time I put it like in the comments under your post or something. It'll get washed out because you have, like, so many people commenting on the post and stuff. But another, like, connection or whatever, I don't know if you saw it, that people were pointing out is, like, the Kardashian curse and stuff like that. And how Travis has mm-hmm. been, like, the, like, exception to that, if that makes sense. Like, all the men that they've dealt with or whatever have either gone crazy and stuff like that. But for some reason, some odd crazy reason, he's not one of the men that's gone crazy so far. Like, I think that's wild. I think that's wild. But that's all. That's okay. all. Okay. Well, thank but you please, so much please, for please. calling in with that. Please. Like, please, 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 like, check your Instagram so I can, like, tell you what, like, I knew. Because I was trying to tell you about COVID-19 way before COVID-19 was COVID-19, if that makes sense. And, it was like, in the Instagram DMs, it'll show you that if you, like, search my name or, like, your DMs and stuff. But, yeah, that's all. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling. I'm glad you are able to get in. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Aaliyah M. Aaliyah, go ahead and unmute your mic. Hi, T. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you perfectly. Okay, so I want to talk about the symbolism. Uh, I went to school. I have my degree in fashion design, so it's a visual arts degree. And basically, um, whenever we had projects due, we would get, like, famous pieces of art or just, like, art in general to draw inspiration from. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's um i don't know if if travis like tells his people yo i want to do something inspired by like that flower you posted in the documentary that symbolizes Mm -hmm. the um the death and stuff or Mm -hmm. even like the saturn guy or the guy who had the um the eyes in his hands you know so I feel like it's someone like they're putting the pieces together. Like it's no way this is all just a coincidence. Like, like either Travis or someone on the team is sitting back and they're saying, yes, let's do this with this. Yup. Let's remix this. I really feel like that's how, like, it's no way. And I really just realized that last night when I was watching the documentary, I'm like, they're just pulling inspiration and remixing it. Like, like I do this, on the regular like, like it's nothing new but yeah that's well that's yeah of course they're say. pulling inspiration from like the artwork but why is that inspiration and then you have to ask yourself too because a lot of that artwork is saying a lot of real things like the one um with the mouth open that that's about christ and it's about people going to hell and you see them going into that mouth with that face and that's what they use for Travis Scott's backdrop as well. So even though, yes, people will go back and see old art pieces and get inspired by it. But why does it always have to be the dark art pieces? Why does it always have to be like the demonic stuff? And then they try and remix it in the, you know, in the 2021 and try and make it seem like it's cool and chic. But that's why I was saying even, you know, a few streams ago that a lot of the old gods are coming back. And that's part of that. You know, them going back and pulling out like these old Norse gods and now deifying them and and wearing their regalia and things like that. Because there's nothing new under the sun. It's just a different, we just get our information differently now with this world that we're living in. So, yeah, no, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Okay, Okay, bye. 
Let me go ahead and bring on um, Nick Brooks. Nick, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, can you hear me? We can hear you perfectly. Okay. Um, I just wanted to bring up two things. The mm -hmm. uh, the eye from your uh, from Squid Games and from the the show. Okay, let's talk about it. Um, I don't really know. Like my theory is when you when you brought it up in the documentary because I didn't notice it before. But when you brought it up, uh, I started thinking, like, what is it looking at? Is it looking at the people that are dropping? Is it looking at the demons that are going into other people's bodies? Is it looking at other people, like, the souls that are leaving the people? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it, like, I don't know technology too well, but I think it might be, like, they're looking, it's looking at uh, the people that just lost their life. You know, like it's kind of counting. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really eerie because I know that was a big part of the squid game that a lot yeah. of people were talking about was the doll and the eyes and how, you know, there were so many cameras in the game and they're always watching everyone. And then it was announced yesterday that there's going to be a squid games part two. Yeah, of course there is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was that out. Like, like that scared me. A lot of this scared me, but that really scares me. Mm. Um, and the second thing is uh, Fortnite. Like, I find it weird that Fortnite's so involved in this meta world thing. And mm -hmm. I think it's kind of weird. Like, I'm a gamer, and I, I can't really remember the first game to incorporate, like, your character dancing. And I'm pretty sure that's Fortnite. But, like, mm -hmm. it's not a dancing game. It's a war game. But people just dance on your body after they kill you. And I found that weird. Oh, wow. Yeah, I found it a weird connection. Huh. See, I, never, I, I don't play Fortnite. You know, I know the kids do. I can't keep up with all these damn games. You know what I mean? As a parent, you can only keep up with so much stuff. But I had no idea that that's what they're dancing to. I thought, you know... There, I don't know what the hell I thought the game was about. I didn't know that it's a fighting game and then you're killing the person and you're doing all these hip dances that you see on TikTok or are incorporated into Fortnite. Wow. Yeah, like Fortnite. Um, like obviously there's games that like you can dance in, but that's like the first game that's a war game and you like you dance on people's bodies and they do it all the time. And it's super normal, actually. I never even thought about it until yesterday. Mm. You see all these connections that sometimes when you just speak to other people, your mind open. Because I had no idea. I mean, I know about Fortnite being involved in like the metaverse and, you know, trying to push the whole avatar thing. They did the concerts, but I didn't know that it was that they did that, that that's what the dancing was for. I, I never understood the dancing that was tied to Fortnite. I didn't get it. But it makes sense because even at the concert, what were people doing? Dancing and jumping on top of these people's bodies. Yeah. So maybe they have been conditioned through Fortnite to not even regard this because it's almost like some kids, it's almost like I feel like they're, they feel like they're living in a simulation because some yeah. of these kids don't understand that they think like the internet is a separate world versus the real world. You know, just for the fact that a lot of kids are so open about their dirt. The Devious Licks Challenge, recording themselves breaking property, recording themselves going on, you know, bank robberies. Look how many people recorded themselves during the 2020 riots of them looting and, and just doing dirt. And it's like, yo, do you understand we can see you? 
Like there's real world consequences. But I think this generation has been so conditioned where they don't even look at the Internet as a separate form of entertainment, as a separate world. They look at it like it's just something totally removed from the real world, that the, from the physical world. And I think games like Fortnite and the whole metaverse is going to merge that. And they're going to be the ones, they're not going to see anything bad about it. They're going to be willing to go into the metaverse because it's going to be geared to them as something cool, you know, a new place. But what really frightens me, the more research I do on the metaverse is one thing I've learned over the years when researching billionaires, right? So like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, Regardless of how they get their money, one thing that is the great equalizer for everybody is death. I don't care how poor you are, how rich we, or how rich you are, the great equalizer is death. Once you're dead, there's no coming back from that, right? Yeah. So a lot of these billionaires, they want to escape death. That's been a goal of a lot of them. Even if you go back to Walt Disney with cryogenics, you know, uh, burying people, burying their body parts, their heart, freezing them so they can hopefully get unfrozen and come back in the future. There was a whole movie about this when I was a kid called Forever Young with like Elijah Wood and Jamie Lee Curtis where he comes back in the future. And so I say that to say, I feel like this metaverse is going to be a place where these billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg and others, they're going to be able to transfer themselves into that world because then you'll never die. You, you know, there, there's no dying in that universe. Your avatar lives forever. And I think that's the, the goal. Maybe I'm reaching, but that's where my mind goes. No, I think you're right. Even um, there's another game called uh, Cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever heard about that, but that's it's 2000 and let me check real quick. 2077 and that's uh it's basically like uh we're all robots and like the only people that aren't are like monks and they're like the lowest of the low on the totem pole and like it's kind of metaverse too because you like you don't even sleep with people really you put on glasses and it's supposed to be better than actual sex with a person mm -hmm. like it's really it's really weird and like it's almost like the metaverse, but um, we're all still human in a way. I don't know. It's weird. But that's all it I wanted is. to say. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Rain Johnson. Rain, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Oh, hi, lovely T. I didn't think I'd actually get on. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> hi. How are you? I'm great. So I just wanted to say you talked about before um, why when we see images, does everything have to be like so dark and demonic? I'm like right now, at least outside of the South on the mainstream, Christ, religion, it's, it's not sellable. Mm. It's really not sellable. Like, uh, and when you are talking about religion or whatever, it's kind of like you're casted, like you're such an old person. Like, you, are you in the right generation and stuff? Well, no, maybe you just have, like, morals and stuff. Like, I talk to my grandmother. She's, like, 70. And, mm -hmm. like, I tell her about some of the things that go on right now. And she's like, that could never happen in my day. What are you talking about? That's insane. Um... Yeah, so I don't I don't necessarily think it's sellable. And like I used to live in a really small town in Texas. I live in New York now, but this story kind of hits close to home. A mm. lot of the kids are into stuff like Travis Scott. There was even a band called Suicide Boys. 
And a lot of the kids in my town, they didn't want to make it past 30. Like it's conditioning mm. and it feels like as the time, as like times get go on, it seems like it just gets worse and worse and worse. Like I remember a classmate telling me I want to be in the 27 club. Like when we were freshmen in high school, I'm like, why the hell would you want to die at 27? Right. Because it's become so chic and cool. Remember Uzi Vert was saying the same thing that he was going to make it into the 27 club. And it's like, why are these kids so conditioned to run to, like, death and darkness? You know, with so many kids, when I was even reading the things they were writing on Snapchat before they knew about the tragedy, it was like, oh, my God, Travis really took us to hell. And it's like, well, why do y'all want to go to hell? Like, that's not, that, I'd rather go to, like, the beach. I don't understand, like, why people all of a sudden are glamorizing things like hell. Regardless if you believe in it or not, I think it's weird to glamorize that. Right. And one other thing about like Travis Scott in the darkness, like I, I like I like woke hip hop, I guess you could say like I'm such a big Sean fan, but he does have some songs with Travis Scott. And like listening to the to your podcast, I'm like, I never realized how dark those songs that Travis Scott is on, like how dark they really were before it was just music. Now I'm like, shoot, there's a big difference because I don't listen to him like that. And mm -hmm. um, not saying that he sold his soul to the devil because I wasn't there. I don't know. But it's like when you see him clicked up with the Kardashians and it's like his music is so weird that the fact it's become mainstream. I'm like, who else do you know? It's it's they have such weird, dark music and it's like mainstream like that. So while he might not have wanted like devil devil stuff or his intention wasn't for like devil and satan so satanic stuff to be in his concert i don't necessarily know if he cares because it brought him to this level right that's true too that's very true well thank you so much i really appreciate you calling in thanks i'm such a huge fan <laughs> have a good night you too thank you <laughs> she has such a cute little voice um, let me go ahead and uh, bring on Quentin Pearson. Quentin, go ahead and unmute um, your microphone. What's going on, lovely T? Nothing. Nice. I'm hanging in there. How are you? Not too bad. Look, I've only been a T sipper for a couple years. My lady put me on to you. Remember the okay. first time listening? I was like, what is this? What are you listening to? But kind of got caught on, and uh, now I'm a fan. That's what's up. I appreciate it. But, um, look, I'm a huge Travis Scott fan, right? Um, I'm 34, and I feel like, you know, the past couple of years, my energy has been been different, you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't really listened to him the past couple of years, but since, you know, listening to you, um, my lady's real big on good energy. Um, I just haven't gravitated to those type of things. And I can recall going to Made in America probably like four years ago. Um, I really believe these festivals should be done away with. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big guy. Mm. I can remember being in the crowd and not having no control over my body. You feel me? Like once the crowd gets to moving, there's nothing you can do. I mean, you I mean, I'm pretty sure wow. this type of stuff happens all the time. You just don't hear about it. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And like you said, this this Travis Scott concert is gonna be something on the biggest on the biggest scheme. And I hear you comparing it to Avatar, right? I'll take it a step mm -hmm. further. I don't know if you've ever seen okay. the movie Ready Player One. You know what I'm saying? That whole no, I movie, haven't seen that. I need you to watch that. Like, because you comparing okay. it, the meta, Metaverse, in my opinion, is Ready Player One. It's not Avatar. It's Ready Player One. Mm. That whole movie was based on you living your life in a virtual world. 
everything you did was in the virtual world. Like you, you went, you visited your friends. Um, the only time you was out of that world is if you ate or slept. You know what I'm saying? You did nothing else. And it kind of made me think of this whole pandemic field that we're in. You feel me? Like how everything mm-hmm. technology-wise kind of upgraded. You know what I'm saying? Stores were able to ship your food to you in a, in a, in a, in a, in a second. You know what I'm saying? All Everything advanced with the pandemic. And in that movie, nobody leaves their home. Everything they do is in this world. So um, I just wanted to bring that to your attention. Watch that movie. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, we're going to do a movie night. I wrote it down. Ready Player One. We're going to do a movie night on Discord for that. That sounds, yeah, that sounds even deeper than the whole Avatar thing. So I'm going to definitely It's way, it's way, it's way deeper than that. So every time I would hear you you talk about, even when the guy talked about Cyberpunk, I'm like, yo, are y'all missing the fact that like Ready Player One, you lived in a virtual reality world? Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Mm-mm. I'm glad you brought no, that it's, up. It's a, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Like it, it released like a few years ago. Like it's my favorite movie because I can see the world going to that, going that route. Like everything that we do now is, oh, I don't want to go out and do it. I'm going to have it shipped to me. Like everything, right. the food, We've been you know so what I'm saying? You can, you can get your groceries delivered to you. Like you don't even have wow. to go to the store. Like delivery's free. They'll give you your whole grocery list for free. You know what I'm saying? They want people to be unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? They're not promoting a healthier lifestyle. Like everything is tied in. And then with this with this concert, you're gonna be able to go to concerts in this virtual reality world. You know what I'm saying? So- now let me ask you because you said you're a big guy. And you've even felt like your body was just not even yours. Like you couldn't control your body at the concert. And I've talked to friends of mine who were, who've gone to big festivals like this where they couldn't even feel their feet on the ground. It's a very scary feeling. Do you feel like, you know, as human beings, most of our body is made from water. And you hear everybody talk oh. about this wave motion and how you're just moving. It's almost like you're in a sea of water, but it's a sea of people. Do you agree with that? That Do you think that, you know, just metaphysically, it has something to do with our water and the energy from the people in the crowd that's causing that huge physical disturbance? Because even big guys are getting just swayed through the crowd like water. I agree with that whole hand, wholeheartedly, and I'll take it a step further. Like right now, like I don't just drink bottle, like I don't drink bottled water. You feel me? Like I boil my water, filter it out, and drink it because mm-hmm. I really believe. I mean, man, with everything, they're killing us slowly. You know what I'm saying? Like people need to wake up and see the type of stuff that we're engaging into. Like everything is money related. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't want to be like they want to mm-hmm. say like, oh, this is healthy when it's really not. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't doing it yourself, you're seeing it through your own eyes, everything's artificial. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I don't know. I'm on a different path. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, ain't, I don't try to involve myself with a whole lot of negative shit or mm, negative energy. You know what I'm saying? I just try to right. stay in my lane, move the way I want to because it's a whole lot of negativity out here, yo. And people was just following the trend. They just following the line. It's more than a rat race. They just... I'll listen to you, sir. You know, so I'm gonna follow you instead of thinking for themselves. So, I mean, that's all I got. I just yeah. wanted to throw my two cents in it. Um, appreciate you answering me. Definitely. Thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate you as well. Most definitely. All right, you guys. So we are getting towards uh, the two-hour mark. 
my headphones are dying. I'm going to try and put in some other um, headphones real quick here. But, yeah, we're definitely getting towards the two-hour mark. I know somebody wanted to end, um, end the show with just a little prayer for everybody who's stressed and who's worried and you know just going through things so give me just a second here put on these earbuds but before that let me go ahead and bring on uh jess martinez jess martinez go ahead and unmute your microphone hey t hey everybody hey how are you i'm good how are you good uh, so I did my own little research as well. Like I, ever since I heard about it, I went into this like deep obsession with it. And, um, I do live around the Bible belt. So when it came out about all the, uh, Satanism and stuff, like I could see it in the imagery. Uh, the thing about, uh, Travis Scott is like, I had gone to one of his concerts before he blew up. And even that energy there, it was, it was pretty chaotic. Like it, he's just that type of person. He, even if it was just him on himself, it was not a very big stage and he got the whole crowd, uh, hyped and we were even swaying in that, in that little, uh, space too, where, um, you didn't have control of your body and a bunch of the girls that were up on like up on the very front um you could just see them like walking out as soon as it started getting really really crazy um he just has that kind of energy um and i think with the whole pandemic and everybody being um cooped up for so long that when you get into a venue like that and and you get the uh combination of his energy and people just wanting to let loose um i think it does cause for what happened um the whole thing about uh, being understaffed i mean i heard from other podcasts that there was like 200,000 people um that he was just telling them come in you know just come like and even on his post where he's like we're letting the wild ones in like i just think when it comes to the younger generation like they really um think that these artists are their friends especially because you know you can follow them on social media you can tweet them you can at them and you you know what i mean that it almost feels like a personable um relationship instead of like knowing like this is an artist and when it comes to safety, um, people don't really think about that anymore. They don't really have empathy towards others. So it's more of like, a, I want to experience, I want it to be, you know, all mine. And it doesn't matter if other people get hurt. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a lot to unpackage. But I hope like this experience wakes a lot of people up. So thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Ariel Waters. Ariel, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfect. Hi, I'm TT. I just want to let you know that that document is amazing. Uh, you deserve all your flowers while you're here and stuff like that. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to lie. Right during the documentary, it did took me like a stand back. So I had to pause it and just, you know, breathe and walk away and stuff like that because it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a break from social media. So when I seen the news, I was just like, 
what happened? So I logged back into social media and then, you know, I seen videos and I'm just not going to lie. It scared the, like, excuse my language, the, the shit out of me. Like, it really did. Like, it just kind of like, I'm not going to lie. Like, when I watch the video, it's like a spiritual and stuff like that. Um, Is your TV on in the background? Because we hear TV. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't want to meet that. I'm so, so sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, I'm just not going to lie. It just, it was spiritual. Like, when people said they're, like, in hell, I was just like, I can not imagine because I'm, you know, I'm there. But it's kind of <laughs> like you just see, like, the horror in there. And I just, I don't wish that to anybody. And it just lets you, lets you know that, you know, spirits angel and demons are real where you you know believe it or not um i grew up in the church um you know that's talk about you know demonic things the spiritual realm um demons and stuff like that so i just i can't it wasn't shocking to me oh i'm sorry i'm just nervous talking about this um I'm not going to lie. When I seen Travis just, you know, standing there, I don't know if he knew what's going on. I know many people say he did, but it just makes me think, like, was he in, like, a different zone? Like, I know I'm going to use Beyonce, for uh, example. Like, she says what she's going to say. She's a whole different person. Like, I believe um, Sasha. Sasha I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Sasha mm-hmm. Fierce. So I'm assuming that was going on with Travis and stuff like that. But I didn't know he was going through, like, he was known for, you know, his rage and stuff like that. And it just made me think, like, do you have, like, some demonic contract with somebody? Like, why are you so desensitized, like, what was going on with your fans and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. It just it just made me question. I'm not calling him a devil worshiper or anything, but it's just because it makes you wonder, like, was it really him? Could he even comprehend that? Or did he did it to, you know get all the things that he wanted well i definitely think something overcomes a lot of people if you guys remember uh chloe bailey was claiming that she didn't even know that she was licking on the microphone and sticking her tongue out until people were talking about on social media like something came over her but then the second you say well you're not acting like you you're acting like you know, like there's a spirit overtaking you, maybe the spirit of Sasha Fierce and jump from Beyonce to, you know, to Chloe Bailey, then, you know, you're hating. But her, her, she said it herself that she didn't even know that she was doing half the stuff she was doing until she watched it back. So I definitely believe, you know, and especially since a lot of these celebrities take things to calm them down before they go on stage, different drugs, drinking alcohol. Those are all portals. You know, those are all things like alcohol. Another name is spirits, you know, where things can jump in and out of you before you get ready, you know, to go out and perform. Yeah, and it just kind of like, even with the concert, like, it just makes you think, like, I just can't get over the fact that there was demons in the um, video. It's kind of made me think, like, was it a spiritual proto? Like, were they chanting? It just makes me question it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm just, and another thing about the Avatar, I am afraid about the majoring man to, no, man to machine and stuff like that because you already got some you know people who can't can't identify the real life and online i'm afraid that people really now is going to be like oh this happened in the internet let's do that in the real life bro rome 
while they like in the avatar phase, like they can't identify the real life anymore. That's what I'm kind of afraid of. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good night. You too. Bye. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Damali Morgan. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hello. Can, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Okay. So I wanted to talk about the this whole meta thing. And it just meta? brings me... Yeah, the meta. It just brings uh-huh. me back to the Bible. Because in the beginning, Adam and Eve, when they ate from the tree, they had... Um, they they basically lost their ability to live forever and it seems like ever since then humans have been trying to find something that's going to make them live forever because in the bible god was like if we keep letting them eat from the tree then they will you know they will not only will they have knowledge between good and evil then they will live forever and that's why i feel like that's why god created death so that we wouldn't have to keep living this and i feel like that's what mark zuckerberg is trying to do he's trying to make it so that we can escape life or or what god has naturally put in place for us which is death they're trying to make it so that our souls can live forever and just going back to genesis so that we can be like god living forever that's what this that's why i don't i don't rock with none of this made of stuff i think the whole thing is just straight demonic and um for the travis concert it reminded me of squid games because uh under uh a underlying theme of Squid Games was sacrificing people for the greater good, quote unquote. Mm. And I think that's exactly what Travis was trying to do. Sacrifice all of those people for the, the metaverse or the greater good or or the dy- dystopia, whatever you want to call it. I think that's exactly what was happening because all those people died in Squid Games. So one person could win. You know what I'm saying? So one person could advance and keep going in life. And I think that's exactly what happened. So, um, yeah, the whole thing is Mark, Travis, it's all just demonic. Okay. Well, thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me speak. And I appreciated the documentary. I loved it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You have a good evening. All right. Bye. I'm going to go ahead and bring on Cunny Gay. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi. Hello. See, I'm so nervous. Um, but I raised my hand to speak to kind of respond, even though obviously I don't know exactly why the eyes was looking, but kind of a response for maybe for um Nick Brooks, just as my own personal opinion. Um so I feel like you know how Travis Scott was telling like the his fans at the concert to like jump and shake the earth like shake the ground or whatever mm-hmm. i felt like as shaking the ground you're kind of like inviting the evil spirits from below up and mm-hmm. like um him playing those um that those like um sounds the frequencies um it was to like to like point out or to like um Cause like everybody functions at different vibrations, you know? So there's some people that functions at low vibrations and those frequency, I feel like it affected them the most. So like it kind of like, um, singled them out and that's what the eyes were looking for. You know, like it was like looking around to see who was mostly affected by it and like whose, whose, um, spirit was more weaker so that those evil spirits that was like flying over could jump into them and like kind of possess them or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my take from it. 
you know, like how the eyes in um, Squid Game was looking for who was moving right. when there's not moving. So it like yeah, and that's what the eyes at Travis Scott's concert was looking for, not for mm-hmm. the moving, but for who like was weak right. and for the spirits to overtake. Hmm, that's a really interesting take. I like that. Yeah, you just yeah, we just never fun. know because that eye was definitely shifting from left to right. <laughs> it was scanning something in the crowd. Yeah, so, mm-hmm, it was guiding the spirits to go into the most vulnerable, easy targets. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling in with that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Have a good night. Bye. Okay. I'm just going to choose a few more people and then we're going to go ahead and end because we've hit two hours. Uh, let me go ahead and bring on Omo. Um, Omo, go ahead and um, I'll meet your microphone. Hi, T. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly. Hi, it's so thank you so much for bringing me on. I'm a fairly new tea sipper. Just started listening in the last year. It's been really cool. Um, uh, Sorry, Um, I'll keep it brief. So I worked in entertainment for a long time and I've recently transitioned to education. So my viewpoint is going to be on sort of both sides of the fence. And I think the most important thing that people need to keep in mind is that this is the natural result of our media diets. Um, I kind of saw the transition on how rappers like Travis Scott got really popular um, about maybe since like 2014, 2015, when the quote unquote underground kind of got pushed to the mainstream. And I kind of got pushed out of that scene because the energy was very dark, very, very just I don't want to necessarily say demonic because I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but it's a very dark sort of hedonistic energy. Mm-hmm. And when that started getting pushed to the mainstream, I noticed that, Oh, I kind of lost track of what I was trying to get at here, but basically it just seems like the natural progression from when we started treating these people kind of like demigods a little bit and kind of treating them like they're better than everything else. Even if we don't necessarily like, the music. So when it comes to the children being out there, I think that it's just really important that we just be conscious of what we let these children have access to. And even though we can't always necessarily control what they're listening to on the devices, there needs to be adults around to sort of analyze and synthesize what they're listening to. So that way they don't feel that this is the way the world is supposed to be because it's not. I hope that makes sense. No, I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah. And that's about it. I hope you all have a good night. Okay. Thank you so much for chiming in. I appreciate you. All right. Let me go ahead and bring on Alexander the Great. Go ahead and unmute your microphone. Hi, T. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you perfectly. I'm so happy to be here. I love you, T. I've been listening for like six or seven years. Like, I love you. Okay. Thank you. So um, quite similar to the last speaker, I also used to work in fashion and entertainment and I left because, well, we already know it's very, it's a very dark place. And I now work in education, studying to be a school psychologist. Oh, wow. Um, I'm, uh, there's only, there's two tiny things I just wanted to say. First was one piece of symbolism I don't think anyone mentioned. Um, the giant Travis Scott head that you have to walk into his mouth in order to go into Astro World mm-hmm. has always made my skin crawl like ever since he Astro World started. And it always felt like he was eating people's souls in order for them to come into the concert. Right. I don't know if it was just me. Um, 
And there's actually a, a young, another young lady on YouTube who pointed out that that, that open mouth statue was copied off another dark piece of artwork like you mentioned um, earlier in this conversation. So that's just one thing I want to point out. Um, but I really want to come on here to encourage, I guess, generally m millennials. Um, I'm 29. I was born in 92. Um, I would like to encourage millennials to really work with kids in their neighborhood. You don't have to be a teacher or work in the school, but like we said before, like kids are not really going to listen to their parents generally, especially teenagers. But I've, I have found from being in the school building as being someone who's only maybe 10 to 15 years older than them, they listen to me a lot, even when I'm not trying. So I really want to encourage people in my age group to like speak to these kids because it's easier for them to listen to us. And our brains are fully developed. So even though we're not that much older than them, we are technically a lot smarter than them at this point if that makes sense wow. um so whether it be coaching sports boys and girls club at your church mosque temple or even just going down to the basketball court in your neighborhood you know there's always teenagers down there like i just wanted to get that out there because i started working with kids because of the stuff that i saw them putting out in the media when i was working in um fashion and film and stuff um so yeah that's all i wanted to add thank you for having okay. me t well thank you so much for calling in appreciate you all right so i'm gonna take uh the last two heather go ahead and unmute your microphone hello heather Okay, she must not be ready. All right, Latasha, go ahead and unmute your microphone. Okay, hey, T. Hey, Latasha, how are you? I'm good. I've just been sitting back, just listening. I just want to, you know, just do give you your flowers because you, you is awesome. I really do. Did you I, get a I, chance to see the documentary? Yes, I did. I'm telling you, my mouth was wide open, especially when the demons and stuff started jumping and people just pouring stuff out. And I'm like, mm -hmm. do they not see this? Like people, people wake up like this stuff is serious. Like, I don't know. I'm old school, you know, and I just sit back and I watch it. And it's funny because I'm seeing the Bible. What my mama talked about, you know, instilling me. And my children, they see it. You know, my oldest, my oldest, she see it. My 22 year old Lexi, AD, you know, even though he, he, he all right, you know what I mean? But he see the stuff that I be telling him about and I be telling him to say, listen, you think it's a game. But anywho, I, I, yeah, that was, that's crazy. It is. It's crazy. You know, it's a lot, um, to unpack. And I just hope like from, this conversation and just from all the conversations that are going on online that the whole situation wakes people up you know like the one gentleman was saying earlier he feels like these outdoor festivals should eventually just be canceled because this stuff happens on a regular basis it's only getting a lot of attention because it's travis scott he's a major star and this was a major event you know you're talking about five what they're saying fifty thousand. i believe it was a hundred thousand people that were there me too yeah a hundred thousand and then y'all talking about and then the people that outside you can't breathe you can't tell me that there was no like a, a hell feeling you know what i mean a demonic you outside bro and you can't breathe yeah 
that's what it took me. It it threw me. And I, I mean, I'm feeling like everybody else. I could barely watch it. But then I was like, nah, I said, I want to get through this. But I, I could feel like the energy coming through my laptop. And I'm like, you know mm -hmm. what? This stuff is real, man. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of energy in a lot of those clips. And, you know, especially the parts where you're just watching people, like people just in awe and shock. And you can tell a lot of those people were traumatized. There was even one video. I didn't add it, but there was one video they had recorded themselves like a it was like three people and they had recorded themselves from the time Astroworld started, like their whole day of ventures, like a vlog. And from how they were in the beginning of the video to when they finally made it out of that hellhole, totally two different dispositions. Like you can tell they experienced and saw some stuff that they couldn't even probably physically describe. It was that traumatizing. You could just see it on their face after they got up out of there. Yeah, in the part that I see, okay, when they jumped over the barricade, when they first walked in and people was pulling it, was was that the security guard like pulling them, what trying to get them back? Cause they jumped in and trying to get in for free. Is that what that was when I first seen that at the beginning? Yeah, that was the security guard. That's what we were saying at the beginning of the of the chat, is that some of the security guards, they were trying to do their job. So they're like slamming these kids. They're trying to get them, you know, back outside the gates. And what I was saying okay. is when you watch the way these kids were able to just hop back up and keep running, it reminded me of White Walkers. Like no matter what the security was doing, these kids were just jumping yeah. back up and running full force towards the gate. It's like they had a mission. Yeah, like the mission was to get in there and see Travis Scott. Yeah, like the, the the noises, you know what I mean? Like the noise was already, like they was traumatized by the noise. Like when they bounced back up and like the music had already had like them sound. People don't understand, but them frequencies that you hear, that's why they tell you got to be careful what you hear and what you listen to. Because I used to tell my son when he laying up there in his bed, listen to this rap. I say, let me tell you something. If you don't quit listening to this mess while you laying down and going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Quit listening to that rap stuff when you laying down going to sleep. Don't you know you 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 putting you you putting stuff in there and then honey, I get that oil and get the slanging all in his shoes and stuff. And he, <laughs> Not the holy oil. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm you know, my mama she my granny and my mama didn't play. That's why I was saying in Discord, honey, when I pray, I'm praying over my doorpost. I'm putting oil wherever I walk in, you know, people houses and stuff, or my house, wherever I move to. I tell them, look, let me go pray first and uh, y'all can stay here. But let me pray before I walk in. People don't understand. I have seen spirits. I dealt with spirits before. It's a spiritual warfare. And I done seen spirits actually, you know, try to get me and take me down. So you can't tell me that spirits is not real, man. No. Amen. You're mm -hmm. preaching right now. Well, thank you so much. Did you have anything else to say? Did you want to lead us in a prayer or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real quick. I'm sorry, y'all, but real quick. Um, let me put this on a personal. I do work from home, y'all, so just give me a limit. Okay. All right, y'all. Oh, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we come boldly to the throne of your grace. We thanking you for this day. Oh, God, I ask, God, that you would just touch the heads of the, the mothers right now, God, and the men right now, God, the fam the families and fathers, God. Lord, I ask that we will get back to praying, oh, God, over our children before we leave the house in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, God, I pray for the families that lost loved ones. I pray, God, that you will restore to them such a time as this. It's no time. It's time out for playing. 
God, we need we need you. We need you right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for every individual household that they will continue to pray what whatever they believe in that's between you and them. God, it's a personal relationship with you, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray that we get back to talking to our teenagers like the lady was saying. Talk to them. Let's, let them ask them what's going on in their personal life or just sit them down and have a lunch with them. But God, we need you. These are end times right now in the name of Jesus. And I pray God that you would just lead and guide us. I pray for spiritual discernment right now over every household. I pray God that you would just show up and show out in the name of Jesus, God, I ask you for favor. Speak favor over these individuals right now, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And God, I just love you. I love you so very much. I also ask that you will bless TT, give her uh, strength, even though YouTube trying to shut her down. But God, she sees something and I see something in her too. So God, I ask that you will increase her faith, God. Just increase everyone's faith. I pray, y'all, I'm serious for spirit, but just discernment, God. I'm praying, I'm crying out to you, oh God, in the name of Jesus, for spiritual discernment, y'all, we need this. We we need this. I pray for the Discord family. I thank you, God, and all the grads, they, they graduated. I pray for um uh, that you don't lack in clothes and food and shelter. I thank you, oh God. I give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so yes. much, Latasha, for that. I really appreciate that. You know, this was a very heavy show, you know, and everybody in the chats talking about spiritual stuff and demons and dark stuff. So I'm so glad that we can end on a lighter note. Um, yeah. And you, I do want to say one more thing. You know that the, 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 it's crazy because like y'all said, even them children out there was hollering about that they don't believe in God. You believe in something now. Oh, yeah. You believe in something now when you hollering about, oh, I was praying to God to get me up out of there and now he did. So see, and also God will put you in situations to where you're going to call on him. Mm. Talk about it. Yep. That part. Real life. But thank you, TT. I love y'all so much. I love you too. And thank you so much, sis. It was good talking to you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. So, you guys, we've been on here for two hours. Um, I just want to thank everybody who came out tonight. Um, we got up to over 1,300 people in here, which has been the most. I think the most before this was only like 800. So, thank you to everybody who came through. Um, you know, I couldn't take every single call, but thank you to all the people who were able to call in and just state their peace. And I just hope that everybody just once again stays prayed up, stay vigilant and just understand that we are definitely fighting a spiritual warfare. And to just, you know, just when you leave your home, pray and thank God when you make it back safe. Um, so you guys, thank y'all. I will talk to y'all later. Y'all have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.